0: All right. I just started recording. Shall we clap? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, Yes. We'll do the old syncopated clap. So I'll count us down. Three, two, one. Beautiful.
0: It's not a syncopated clap. There's no syncopation. It's a
1: synchronized (laughs) clap in theory. I mean, yeah, if you want to be like correct in your verbiage. What do you think this is? A spoken word art where accuracy is important? Come on. It's podcasting not like a fucking presidential press conference. <laughs> well, no, then there'd be no rules. Welcome back to The Daily Screening another edition of does it hold up uh, my name as always is daily i'm joined of course by my partner in vehicular mayhem bartholomew Devon. hello bart hey hi hi that hit a little too close to home, maybe you and I have actually gotten into some vehicular mayhem over the years.
0: All right in case <laughs> and by you and me, I mean counting. me
1: and you were present and accounting yeah, for
0: For anyone who's counting, I have personally witnessed <laughs> been a witness to five of Daly's car accidents,
1: two of which involved him crashing into me. <laughs> that is fair. So he hit a house once. Yeah that's true. You were in the house, so it's fine. Uh, hey, that was my brother Tim. Hi, hi Tim. How's it going? Uh, Tim's in. Tim's in for the fun today. We're talking uh, Cannonball Run. This was Tim's Tim's call, uh, and we'll get into some more fun and exciting times there in uh, in a minute. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to do a little, you know, a little quick quick check in, see where everybody's at. Bart, where? How's life, man? Um, it's it's all right. Yeah? I um
0: spent too much time at Home Depot this weekend. Well, but I, uh, you bought a
1: house. That's what happens.
0: It it does. It does happen. But we have blinds now, which is exciting. Oh, that's
1: good. I'm sure your neighbors <laughs> it will is, appreciate it's actually,
0: that. I think we are the ones who
1: are appreciating it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know your neighbors yet, and maybe they're real sad about I, yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> they, yeah, they might be real, real angry now. I don't know.
2: They were enjoying the show so a minute a ago. No more. Man, no. Denied. Yeah. getting deep into the house mods. Uh, I see during quarantine. <sighs>
0: Is that our house mods? I think it's just home ownership, Tim.
1: No, no. Well, we're in our 30s. When we call it home person. ownership. A 20-year-old, 20-something who, whose life is cars, You, yeah, you call it house mods. That sounds right. That tracks to me. How about you
2: there, my bro? I'm, I'm enjoying a lot of nothingness since I returned from my uh, southern adventure to you
1: yeah yeah as i say tim tim was here in new zealand uh literally like just before everything went to shit like you you literally got out at like the 11th hour
2: pretty pretty much yeah i i went down with it like being a thing in china and like lax being like a little questionable like people were starting to wear masks but that was just kind of like a yeah, it was like if you weren't the...
1: traveling, you didn't have to worry about it. it was yeah, sort of no. the mindset. Yeah.
2: And, and it was basically because I was in the international terminal, I saw people with masks. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it was nothing. And then I returned to literally being home for three days before being told that we weren't allowed to leave our houses.
1: Are you, uh, you've been watching anything, binging, binging stuff to
2: keep the mind I, sharp? I think I've watched the entire of the internet <laughs> in this quarantine. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I, I have been watching um, the Jordan documentary.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you finish it last night? Did you watch the, watched the last episode? I haven't
2: time. gotten to watch the last episodes yet because um, my cleverness to watch Netflix from the UK mm. uh, wasn't recognizing that it was the 18th yet, so it wasn't available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So So that is tonight's uh, tonight's watch.
1: Yeah, I've been watching it on Netflix oh. here.
2: Yeah, well, international well, perks. That's cause yeah.
0: That's because that's your Netflix is better than our Netflix. Well,
1: only... Only in... It's actually a very weird... Like, we don't get... uh, We don't have... Obviously, we don't have the same set of movies and stuff on our Netflix as in the U.S. Like, you know, different international streaming rights, whatever. But I do find it's actually often convenient for watching television um because there's a lot of stuff a lot of tv shows on a variety of networks it's just yeah they just license internationally to netflix so stuff like the good place or last dance or like rick and morty um like it just it just shows up on netflix once it airs in the states it shows up on netflix here it's great
0: yeah i mean that's so i feel like there's this stupid ass culture in in the US, where every single goddamn network wants to have its own streaming Oh, yes, 100%. Yep. 100%.
2: Which is so,
0: so stupid because it's just cable television yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, want, I don't it's, want It's
2: pretty miserable.
1: Yeah. It's like the one thing everybody wanted out of cable is instead of paying, you know, $130 bucks a month for. Like 5,000 channels of which you only watch like 30. Like, all anybody ever wanted was like, give me a menu of channels and let me, and you know, price the individual channels and let me pick the channels I want to watch. So let me pay, you know, 80 bucks for the, you know, the 30 channels I want or whatever, you know, and instead, <laughs> It was, no, 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 you don't want all those channels? Fine, you can pay individually for each channel, but each channel is its own platform, and you need to have 15 usernames and passwords and accounts and apps in order to watch each individual thing. So fucking stupid. Well, that
0: that and the fact that like, it's trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube, because for a minute there, everything was on, like, either... Amazon Prime yeah. or or Netflix or just Hulu. Or really Hulu for a was while pretty just, good for yeah, a it's while. It's like Hulu, Amazon Prime and Netflix yeah. and then now it's CBS All Access, Disney Plus. Disney Plus I can sort of get my head around just because they own so much at this point. Yeah. But I am not ready to pay for that yet. I'm just not.
1: Uh well that's cool Bart. Are you uh are you still in the midst of community?
0: Oh yeah, it's the same stuff. It's community Jenna's still watching a shit ton of Grey's Anatomy. She's in like <laughs> season nine now, and there's another like seven seasons to go. Oh, to God. Get, like, I don't. That show just is fucking crazy. What a nightmare. It just doesn't end. It's like, I, in my head, it's the same thing as like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to binge every episode of 60 minutes. <laughs> like, it's just like, this show's been on for so fucking long. Like, I mean, if you think about it, it's like it is kind of a, a masterwork in long form storytelling. If you think about it, <laughs> I mean, those actors have been those characters for most of their lives at this point. Like, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. If you think about it,
1: I've been watching the uh, clone Wars series on Disney plus. Oh, I haven't so even cr- looked at that yet. You know what? It's pretty fucking good, man. I mean, people have been tell- saying I mean for toys. years that it's, that it's very good. And that it's like some of the best star Wars. Um, it, it's, it's pretty fucking good. It, it's goes on for seven seasons. Like they just did a seventh season, seven. Yeah, yeah. It was on for a, for a number of years, and then it was off the air for a while. And I don't know if it left on a uneven note or a cliffhanger or something. But uh, they just came back and did a seventh season this past year, and it just finished like a couple weeks ago. Um, so I'm I'm like midway through. I'm about part of the way through season four. So I'm like right in the middle. Um, And the first season is like, it's an interesting approach. The beginning is like that. It's just an anthology series. Um, So it's just a lot of like basically standalone adventures that happen within the context of the clone Wars. So it's just like, ah, soldiers trying to take this outpost or encountering a random thing here and there. And there's really no like narrative through line. And then at a certain point they kind of ditch that and start doing like long form uh, like storytelling and really sort of building out the, the story of like what was going on through the clone wars. Um, But a lot of it is real nerdy shit, man, like, and not nerdy in a like sci-fi, like, let me tell the origin story of lightsabers. It's like, it is. I've been calling it West Wing in space because it's literally like oh. <laughs> it's like like I literally watched an episode that was all about banking deregulation and predatory lending, interest rates, and I was like, "What, what? the fuck is this? Is a show for nine year olds? What the fuck is going on?"
2: Correct me if I'm wrong. That series started before the Disney buyout, correct? And yes. And then came back with yeah, very much Disney buyout. Okay.
1: Yeah, Lucas was like created, helped create this series with Dave Filoni.
2: And part of why I
1: started watching Clone Wars is because Mandalorian, um, this coming, you know, they've got season two, they already finished shooting um, and it'll drop in October. Um, and uh, Dave Filoni is apparently just going to, in season two, is, is bringing a, a bunch of characters and stuff from the animated series into, into uh, real Mandalorian. Life. So, um, and it's like some of the, you know, it'll be like the first time we've seen some of those animated characters appear in real life. Um, huh. So I was like, all right, well, I feel like I've got time and I'll, I'll like actually dig in and watch some Clone Wars. And it's it's really good,
0: man. Hey, we've got new Star Trek coming.
1: We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, uh, they just greenlit this uh, Captain Pike spinoff series. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for that. I'm, I'm actually kind of hoping that it's a little more, um of a like not necessarily like a monster of the week kind of thing but like a little i would i would be down with something that is a little less serialized you know it's and, sa-
2: well
0: that's what i've what i've read was that it sounds like they're trying to pattern it on next gen yeah. so that it's not serialized i would but but you get character based yeah yeah, over, yeah yeah exactly over and that's fine like Well, it's
1: called Strange New Worlds, so I would hope that there's, like, they spend time going off and exploring strange new worlds, you know? Like, I'm okay with, if you want to have, like, character through lines that, you know, develop the characters over the course of a season, like, that's cool, but I'd kind of, you know, I miss that sort of optimism that is inherent with like each week we show up in a new planet and sort of see what we find. Like that's that's what I want out of my Star Trek. I think.
0: Let's talk about Cannonball Run.
1: Let's talk about Cannonball Run. Uh, so this was Tim's uh, suggestion.
2: This was Tim's Tim's
1: call. Um, well, I
2: put three out there. This you did. No, no, you know to... you did.
1: But this I like this one because uh, you have a unique perspective on uh, the Cannonball Run because you've actually done. The Cannonball Run, after a fashion. Um, obviously, not the same as as in this movie because it doesn't exist in the in the same way. But uh, you want to give us a little uh, lowdown on your real life
2: Cannonball experience. Started like ten plus years ago when I read my favorite book that really like restarted this whole shenanigans. What's the book? It is called The Driver by Alex Roy, yeah. who was the first person to set a Cannonball record since 1983 in the fall of 2018 um i saw him and a couple other people i knew that were kind of active in the cannonball community were doing a jaunt across the country um so there, the the historical finish line is um the portofino inn and uh i lived about 20 minutes away so i figured hey what the hell i'll do some quick math figure out when they're coming in and go down there that night led to uh, me getting invited on next year's event and the rest of that year was spent preparing uh, a bmw with uh, a friend of mine from the bay area spent way too much money and way too much time uh only for it to explode on the way east uh, Hold two on, days...
0: wait, 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 stop talk, talk, <laughs> talk to me about this car what, what did you choose? What car was this?
2: So the event that we were doing is called The C2C uh, Express There's a $3,000 purchase price For the vehicle, this being the last Year, like it was established This was going to be the last year, so there was a lot of um, uh, Allowances, I'll say um, uh, So we had, technically our car was fairly close to meeting the, the Everything, it, was was 19, it 1985 BMW 5 Series Okay. Um, but it has the motor out of a European 7 Series that is turbocharged.
0: From the same era? or Yes. or is, Okay.
2: And so we t- literally restored the entire car. Like, I mean, I think at the end, we've spent upwards of 20 grand on the thing now. We literally finished it in my friend's driveway on Wednesday before the event. And we were trying to be in New York on Thursday night, Friday afternoon.
0: What, what blew up on you?
2: Uh, we drove it to LA to get an alignment and head east. And when we headed east, uh, we made it to Barstow where we spun a bearing and that was it.
1: That is brutal.
2: So we were literally pulled off the road, hung our heads as we literally just spent like the vast majority of both of our savings. Didn't really know what to do. And we kind of were like, no, what? no, we did not just spend an entire year preparing for this not to do it. And especially since it's the last year it's happening. So we ended up in a rental car from Hertz, I mean from someplace <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter they're going in ba- they're they're in bankruptcy now anyways. um it was a two thousand and eighteen or nineteen v six base model dodge charger black okay <laughs> added added two magnetic uh antennas to the top end trunk, and with nothing else that we had planned for in the car, headed down to the start line that we had picked out in uh connecticut which is the uh start line from the very last of the cannonball runs and um yeah headed uh headed west and 31 hours and 44 minutes later we drove into the portofino inn
0: that sounds extremely horrible to me (laughs) it was not bad (laughs) i i I mean i don't want to spend 31 minutes in a charger
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean that is fair the vehicle was not great. But yeah, man. Like char- weird... chargers,
1: chargers are the, the worst. They're, I just, yeah. Guys, I'm going to take this opportunity to point out that I don't know shit about cars. Bart and Tim are car people, and they have knowledge that I simply do not and it's... will never possess. So I'm going to be largely silent for huge portions of this week's episode.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I've kind of left the cars. I, I own two Subaru Outbacks, right now. Like, that's what I have right now. But no, at some point, at some point in the future, I will, I will own something fast again. And I mean, like, when I when I mean fast, I don't mean fast. I again.
2: say you want quick, not fast.
0: That's right. I would like quick and fun.
2: Wait, I would like to ask
1: a question. I would, I want to ask a question. What is the difference between <laughs> fast and quick?
0: The difference between fast and quick is top speed versus acceleration. Okay, fast, fast. is fastest top speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quick, quick is, is how. Is, yeah, yeah. All right, no, that I get How quick that. you is, get there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, anyway, I so you know, we we grew up in Massachusetts. I lived in Vermont and upstate New York. I wanted all-wheel drive. I wanted something fast, or sorry, quick, um, and stick. And so that that's the recipe for an Audi, which they die, they explode, especially that, in that era. They were not reliable and they were not cheap. Or a Subaru. So I ended up in a Subaru, and that's kind of,
2: which ironically aren't as expensive, but also explode. <laughs> they do explode if you well if you. Head gaskets are not your friends.
0: Yeah. Yes. We're not going to talk about oil consumption for a minute. But uh, mine, mine, never. None of my super. What have is ever happening in this podcast? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Welcome to our
1: th- movie podcast about oil consumption.
2: That <laughs> actually
0: is
1: being, very fitting
2: for Cannonball. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Daily.
1: I feel like maybe we should talk about the movie. I'm yeah. So let's do that. Well. <laughs> um, le- sure. Hey. Hey. Let's talk about a movie, guys. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, let me ask this. Let me, let's start, let's start here. Let's start with the basics. Um, I had never seen this movie, um, so I'm coming at I'm coming at this from like a completely with completely fresh eyes. So Bart, you hadn't seen it either, you said, right?
0: No, I th- I think I've seen a part. I'm guessing it was the second one. Yeah, I was going to say, was it possibly
2: um, two? Yeah, it
0: could have been. I remember like a very specific clip from from what like remember when they had was the Countach on?
2: black or white. <laughs>
0: It, the, the Countach, so that, this is the thing that I remember. It's the, the Lamborghini daily. Y- yes. You're looking, looking at him. Yes. Okay. So the, like, the specific thing that I remember is there was a Countach driven by two women being chased by the cops. They pull over to the side of the road. They spray it down, and it changes from one color to another because it had a coating on it. That's it. That's all I remember. That is too, and if I, feel, I remember correctly.
1: Well, it certainly didn't so happen were, in this I, movie. I,
0: no. I have never known what movie that was from. I just remembered that one because I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought it might be this one because when I saw two women driving yeah. a coontosh, I was like, oh, maybe this is that movie that I've never been able to identify, but I have this one random memory from, yeah. from Channel 56. I
1: don't <laughs> Classic. WLVI, uh, right, w- well, man. Tim, what
2: about you? When You, you, you had obviously so,
1: seen this movie before, but like, I, what's your history with, with the movie?
2: Ironically, the movie I actually did not see until after uh, I did the run.
0: Oh,
1: really? I was going to ask that too, yeah.
2: Okay,
0: well, then I'm going to ask you this question now for kicking this thing off, because you picked it. Do you think it's a good
2: movie? I think it is a a hilarious movie based on true events. But I don't think it's necessarily a good movie. Tell me more. So, a lot of the shenanigans that happened in this movie happened in real life. You're talking about
1: in the the early, like in the first couple of cannibals? In the
2: actual cannonballs. Yeah. A lot of these events actually took place.
1: So let's give a little, uh, a little, I have a sort of a basic knowledge of how this works, but um, the actual, like the history of the cannonball, the real life cannonball run, like as an event. Um, So, uh, Tim, you can, you know, jump in, but I feel like, you know, this ran uh, a couple of years. This was like in the 70s. This ran as this, like, sort of underground. Cross country road race.
2: So it was and, organized by Brock Yates, who right. was the editor of Car and Driver,
1: right? And who um, who wrote this movie and was also in this movie as the yes. race organizer. Correct. Oh, um, but okay. yeah. Okay. So 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 there was this actual event that ran for ran for a number of years, and you said it's like professional drivers because that's the one of the things about this movie is that it seems like it's just a bunch of like the characters and i'm gonna use the word characters in like heavy quotations here um is they're they're just like a like a bunch of randos essentially you know like they just seem like a bunch of dudes with cars they're not like i mean they're certainly not professional race car drivers
2: well they there is a reference to it um because one of the priests that drives the sammy davis jr um yeah Uh, he's referenced as being a former former dean martin formula yeah, Dean. Uh, thank you. Oh yeah, Dean, Dean
1: Martin. Martin is supposed to be Formula, the next Formula One driver. Yeah, Dean Martin, uh-huh. who? Okay, I'm gonna sh- <laughs> I'm gonna skip ahead here. Dean Martin is the best thing in this movie by a country it's, mile. He's not <laughs> Dom DeLuise. No, no, him. I, Dom you mean is pretty him. Good. But Dean Martin has like six lines in the whole movie. Every single one of them is fucking comic gold. But he looks like he is pickled. He looks like he has been (laughs) swimming in vinegar and like he can barely (laughs) keep his eyes open or like focus on anyone around him. He, like, he looks like they literally dug him out of the grave. But he is so goddamn funny in this movie. It is amazing.
0: Why is he in this movie? I have no idea. Why is anyone was... in this movie?
2: Yeah, well, I, probably because how Needham told him to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, so what movie did this
1: make you want to watch? Rat Race? I was thinking about that movie. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I remember... I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I think I saw it for the first time in college. In fact, I remember definitely I saw it in college because it was like in the dorm common room. And I remember thinking that that movie was way funnier than it had any right to be. Like that movie looked on the surface like it was going to be very like middle of the road and lame. But I remember thinking it was extremely funny. Um, and I haven't watched it since, but it did actually have me thinking of, of rat race. It's a very much very similar concept. It's like a big cross country race with a, with a huge money cash prize at the end, except it's, um, like a much more colorful collection of characters because most of them aren't like car people. They're not like drivers. It's just like randos, Like racing in pairs. Like Whoopi Goldberg is in that movie. I think. Yes. Yeah,
0: Amy Smart, Rowan Atkinson, John Lovitz, Cuba Gooding Jr.,
1: John Cleese, Seth Green, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, Dean Cain. It's <laughs> an impressive Dean cast Cain. for how
0: ridiculous it's got this movie is. Superman in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, this one made me think about the Fast and Furious movies um, because you know, one of the things I started thinking to myself afterwards was um, that this would be a great. This movie feels ripe for a remake. It's a title that everybody knows, but I feel like it's not a movie that's really in. The public consciousness in a major way these days which is part of why i thought it would be good for us to talk about now because it's sort of like yeah let's re-examine like everybody knows the title cannonball run and that it has burt reynolds in it but i think a lot of people today would be hard pressed to tell you much more than that um Well, that's because nothing really happens in it.
2: Yeah, well exactly. it it is amazing for one liners, but that's about it. Yeah. So so
0: uh, I mean, there
1: is no plot to speak
0: of.
2: No. And so
1: that's but that's what I was thinking. It's like, you know, so it's got it's got instant name ID. You could put the whole point of it is to just have a bunch of famous people messing around like in cars. So that'd be like, you know, it'd be it's it's a real easy pitch. It's a real easy concept. And with the popularity of like, Fast and Furious, which is, like, one of, you know, the world's leading franchises right now. You know, the idea of, like, well, I, I'm actually astounded there haven't been, like, a more sort of comedic spin on, like, a Fast well, and I, Furious type movie,
2: you know? So, Brock Yates' wife, Pam, uh, Lady Pamela, is still kicking. And for a very long time, it's been incredibly difficult to have any usage rights for the name Cannonball Run. Or mm. anything related to Cannonball.
1: Interesting. Another big inspiration, if I'm correct, with the Cannonball, with the original Cannonball, was um, like really people really chafing against the new 55 mile an hour speed limit. Um, new at new at the time.
2: Yeah, so that was that was a big part of it, and yeah, um, that didn't actually get introduced until you know later in the 70s. Yeah. Um. So that's what it kind of transformed it, into.
1: Well, because that's like that's the a very. Th- the very first scene in the movie is the, like a woman getting out of the car and just spray painting like a big X over the
2: 55. Brock Yates' idea was you can drive across this country much faster and do so without drawing attention to yourself and do it safely.
1: That's interesting.
0: So no Countach for you?
2: <laughs> I think that part of it is a bit lost in the movie. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because in this movie, they're like crash their cars into fucking buildings and shit and nobody cares. It's ridiculous.
0: I want to talk about the cars for a minute. Sure. Did either of you have a favorite or a least favorite?
1: Well, that was going to say. I feel like the cast of Cars is almost kind of beside the point in this movie. It is you, for for a car movie. It seems like the cars are not that big of a deal in the movie, other than like the ambulance bit. Yeah. Well, the ambulance um,
2: was the was the actual uh, car that Yates and Needham drove in the last year of Cannibal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that he like had it in his garage and like rolled it
2: out for this movie. Um, yeah, so he had that. I mean, it, that that ambulance now has gone missing, but he he yeah. used that thing for the rest of his Hollywood yeah. career, pretty much. But it's
1: like you've got the you got the you got the Lamborghini and you've got the and you've got the ambulance, and then the rest are just like I don't know. There's some cars like like, like they're not they're not like the cars don't have personality. The cars don't have like uh, like particular. Uh, uh, like functionality sort like oh well there's that car and there's this car and there's that like I don't know They're, the priests are in a red one and the other guys are in a other one like I,
2: I mean I Roger mean, Jackie Moore's Chan has 85. a rocket car and yeah. I have yes. to say but, and Roger but I, but I Moore like is in his bond car
1: yes but I feel like the cars don't get like hero shots you know like, like you, the, you, the movie focuses on the drivers and not on the cars like you like you rarely see the car like more than what, one of the cars in well, the I, same shot at the same time you know
2: fun factoid about this movie less film was used on this movie than most commercials That's oh
1: yeah no right? they blew through this thing in like a couple of weeks i said apparently uh most of the celebrity actors only shot for like three or four days, days. yes you know like it's like you, you get sammy davis and, J- and dean martin for a couple of days here you get terry bradshaw for a couple of days there burt reynolds set a record at the time for hollywood paychecks he got paid five million dollars to do this movie, he yep. only shot for 4 weeks, which is crazy. And I read an interview with him where he was basically like, "Yeah, I mean, I did that movie cuz my friend Hal Needham asked me to do it. And I was trying to help out a friend, and also I felt it was immoral to turn down that much money. Like if they wanted to pay me that much, it seemed it seemed bad to turn it down." So, yeah, I guess you could say I sold out, but like Whatever. Yep, <laughs> that like, is Yeah, that sounds like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's uh, bigger than a normal hat. I mean, look, the fact that it was written by Brock Yates, who is not a screenwriter, you know, that's probably the thing that hobbles this the most. He's basically made it strung along a series of bits that are based on true stories, like, granted.
2: Yeah, it's a compilation of the funniest things that have ever taken place on Cannibal. Yeah, uh, but the, there's movie. no
1: characters, there's no story, there's no, like, plot. It's just, like... Car stunt, like, funny gag, car stunt, funny gag, car stunt, funny gag, end of movie, basically. Throw in some racism and some
0: tits. Oh my
1: god, the racism. I don't even know where to start with how fucking racist this movie is.
0: I think you start with... I think yes. that's where you start...
1: Jackie Chan, who's playing a Japanese character. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh,
0: for a while there, that. I was like, what language are they speaking?
1: But the movie doesn't even bother to give those characters names. He's no, just no. like Subaru he, Driver. But in the initial like Chan. scene. Yeah, exactly. In the in the in the like talk show scene that he's introduced, that you can clearly hear the talk show host refer to him as Jackie Chan. The two female drivers also have no names in this movie. You're kidding. Yeah, no names at all. They are literally just a collection of tits in a Lamborghini. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, this is,
0: so Jenna, Jenna was multitask watching it with me. She had very strong feelings about this. I was say, I'm sure she tried to set I, her TV on fire. I mean, that is correct. Um, and, and I was like, God, I really hope Daly's not watching this with Jamie. Oh, God, no, I'm smart enough to make
1: sure she was asleep. (laughs) It's like, may the Lord have mercy on his soul if he's watching this with Jamie. The two female drivers don't have names, and then Farrah Fawcett's character has a name, and they just were like, now we're going to call you Beauty, and then they only call her Beauty for the rest of the movie. They literally are like, no, fuck your name.
0: So absurd. But can we go back to the blackface for a second? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, wait, who was in Blackface? The fucking chic.
0: As much as I appreciate a Rolls Royce with rally lights on it. That as a thing is awesome. Oh, let's not do blackface.
1: Um, Jamie Farr. Ugh. He's in the second one. And then I guess there's actually like an unofficial third sequel as well that is not called Cannonball Run 3. It's called something else. And he's the only one who shows up in it. The one with Jamie Farr. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I, I can watch a
0: thing from an era and accept it for what it is. But I was struggling with... The racism, yeah. and
1: sexism, yes.
0: Yeah. I Dude, really was. Even
1: even with, with Sammy Davis Jr. With Sammy Davis Jr., they're just like being racist oh to my his God. face in this movie. Oh my God, I know. So I it's yeah. a so, black okay. priest. Well, they have black priests now. You're like, yeah. wait, what? God,
0: Jesus Christ.
1: At one Ugh. point, don't they? I think somebody refers to him as a chocolate monk. And I was like, yes. what the fuck? Yes, it was Burt Reynolds <laughs> was his Reynolds. face.
0: <laughs> and fucking Dean Martin's like, you can say that. You can say that. Like, that was <sighs> the joke. And I was just like, I don't know what to do with this content. Like, what (laughs) do I do? What am I going to fucking say about this? I feel like when you go back to late 70s, early 80s comedies, right? And you have a certain amount of racism and a certain amount of sexism. Oh, sure. I I expect that. I don't approve it, but I accept it. Because I know that it's going to be there. But there's a difference between I was raised a poor black child Mm -hmm. and chocolate monk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like... (laughs) There's a line in there somewhere. I was thinking of Caddyshack. You know, like there's a lot yes. of yes. racially yes. problematic shit in in Caddyshack. Like Spalding getting the getting the weed, and they're like, ah, "Is this weed any good?" And he goes, "Of course it's good. I got it from a Negro." Like, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, but like, oh, but, like he's supposed to be a shitty character, though. Like all the characters who do shitty who say shitty racist stuff in that movie are like shitty people and you're not supposed to like them you know this movie is like trying to be make racism charming and i'm no roger moore probably comes out of this movie smelling the best because he's just riffing on himself basically i was gonna say
0: it's amazing um i don't know the jew jokes also (laughs) don't age very well
1: yes the the jewish thing is weird it i feel like they just did that because it's like What's the opposite of James Bond a Jew like I feel like I feel like that was the intention there It's like can we make Roger Moore Woody Allen I feel like was the was the intention which is ironic because Woody Allen played James Bond at one point what yeah there's a there's a, a like a comedy version of Casino Royale and it's like a riff on James Bond movies oh, um, and it has. Uh, David Niven in it and there are like six people in it named James Bond and Woody Allen is in it and I'm pretty sure he's Jimmy Bond
0: oh, yeah, that sounds right
1: uh, uh fucking Orson Welles plays Le Chiffre. it's great I, I mean Mike of course God. he does
0: <laughs> what did you appreciate how how close they got to the James Bond theme without actually doing it <laughs> And they got real close yes. on that thing.
1: How many notes of the theme song can we do in a row before we have to change? It like well, that, make it go was, off key somewhere. That was the
0: thing about this is, they had all the same notes. They just inverted like every six or seven notes of the theme. They just inverted two of them.
1: You know, this is the only movie where Roger Moore drives an Aston Martin.
0: He drove a Lotus. He had yeah, he had the Lotus. Yeah, I remember. Submarine yeah. Lotus, man.
1: I also feel like this is kind of ballsy because this is when somebody does this, oh, let me riff on one of my on my famous character or whatever. It's like something they did a lot, like, you know, a while back. Yeah. This is like right in the middle of his run as Bond. I mean, he had the like the longer run of Bond movies. He made like seven or eight, and this is like like four movies deep. He did like four more after this, you know. Originally the the pitch was that he was going to be playing a guy who thinks he's James Bond in the movie um, and he like the broccolis wouldn't sign off on it which is why he's a jewish guy named seymour who thinks he's roger moore and then like doing bond. the bond yeah, bit yeah, gotcha. but he doesn't think he's james bond he thinks he's roger moore <laughs> because they couldn't basically right. get the rights to <laughs> yeah. say james bond
0: <laughs> yeah that's that holds that up. tracks
1: i'll tell you what we always we like to talk about sort of like you know the parallel universe where you know this movie played out a different way. Um, this movie was originally met, not meant to be a comedy. Um, this movie was originally meant to be like an action movie, like basically Fast and Furious, yeah. I assume, because it was uh, a put together for Steve McQueen.
2: Yes.
0: That
1: tracks. Yeah. And then Steve McQueen couldn't do it. Could, uh, couldn't, and...
0: couldn't or wouldn't do it. No.
1: no, I think um, it was right near the because he. I think that's when he started to get sick at the end. Because yeah. um, I think he died shortly there, shortly after this. I think they talk um, about this in the book. So yeah, so they just like, you know, inverted it, turned it into a comedy, and Hal Needham was like, "Well, I can get my pal Bert to do it if we pay him five million dollars for a month's work." I've seen a bunch. I've seen a handful of Hal Needham movies, and like they're all pretty shaggy, you know, collections. Shaggy
0: of- is a good word to describe. This as a yeah mo- as, you know, like, as a movie as a movie it's it's pretty shaggy. Yeah. I that's... mean,
1: Hal, Hal Needham was a stunt guy. He was a stunt coordinator who became a director. Oh. So none of his movies are like super tightly plotted. They're just sort of like a collection of cool stunts and then like Burt Reynolds being Burt Reynolds. Basically, that's like Hal Needham's whole career for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. But this one is probably the most egregious in that it's just shapeless. For most of it, you know, like you don't even like you have no sense of where they are in the country in this race. But it's like they couldn't even get B roll of like now entering Texas. You know, yeah, no. <laughs> they, they did it. They did it with St. Louis. <laughs> right. Occasionally, someone will say something. but was like there's no sense of of like where they are. Like even just like you know, like a goofy animated like map with like here are the guys moving across the map, like like an oh. Indiana Jones style. Okay, wait. You know, if we're talking about lines goofy, on a map, hold thing. on.
0: If we're talking about goofy animated things. What did you think oh, the car at the beginning? Yeah, that went on for a long time.
1: We did that in in Smoking the Bandit too. Yeah, yeah. this movie also shoe manages to shoehorn uh, Peter Fonda in, uh, basically as his easy writer character. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I... just just for like two minutes, and just cause like he's barely, he doesn't even get like a close up. He's like barely even in the movie at all. It it literally feels like he just wandered on screen from craft services.
0: Can we talk for a second about Farrah Fawcett?
1: Uh, sure. sure. Wh- what is she doing in this movie?
0: I I, I was
1: like... I mean... I, what is this random bit she keeps doing, too, where it's like, I love trees because you could lie down in the moonlight and kill yourself. I was, like, wait,
0: what? Yeah, no, I, I don't know what's happening. Where is the joke? I did not know. And uh, I don't even know where to go with this thought. <laughs> it's like... If you look it up, this is marketed, like, in retrospect, as... Yeah, a Burt Reynolds Farrah Fawcett vehicle.
1: Sure, yeah, it's not.
0: And no. and I like I can understand that you might want to cast the dumb blonde, which is bad in its own way too. Certainly now, but also this wasn't the dumb blonde. This was I was just pulled into a moving vehicle,
1: and I'm okay with yeah. it. And there's that random scene in the middle where it's like it's like the only time the movie tries to be a movie is like when it suddenly like stops for five minutes so like Burt Reynolds can tell her all about his dad or something. There's two of them. Like try and create like character moments. No, there's there's two like, of them. Yeah, there's, it doesn't go anywhere. There's
0: that one with Burt Reynolds and then there's one with Dom DeLuise where he's saying how he got beat up real bad and then Captain Chaos. Yeah, like, yes. The moment yep. the moment yes. that he became a schizophrenic, <laughs> I was like. Yeah, I don't know what to do with this. I just like I want to be your friend, I'm like, of course you yeah. do. He's a schizophrenic now, and you're in a you're in an <laughs> ambulance driving across the country with a creepy doctor. Yeah, I don't know what to do with the doctor. Oh my god, that guy!
1: There are some real crazy fun stunts in this movie. Yes. They happen like completely out of context and like don't have no consequences and don't impact the story at all. But they are like taken as their own, like just good stunts. Uh, my I favorite so. is. Easily the airplane. Uh, the airplane that lands in the like main street of the small town. Did you? F- yeah, so D- Dom DeLuise can get out, b- get a six-pack of beer, and get back in the airplane. Do you feel like, like a, they did that, that
0: because they had access to a plane? Because <laughs> I did. In a small town. In a apparently. small town, yeah.
2: <laughs> I think my favorite part about that scene is that like blatantly obvious camera guys in shot.
1: Yeah, you can see like the, they had the police block off the town, and you can like see a roadblock. Like you could see like the stanchions at the end of the road when they land the plane. Yeah, but there's also like Ter- Terry Bradshaw driving the car into the pool. So that actually um, happened.
2: That's a, like that's again. I think a lot of the references you're going to make are based on things that actually happened. Yeah. Like like yeah, the like Mad Dog when he's leaving the uh in the pickup. Who is room. That
1: guy is so weird. He is. Who's he- Mad Dog? Budget Michael Winslow, the guy who, like, does, like, random impressions, yeah. like, three times, yep. but they're not even very good impressions.
0: Yes, Richard Nixon.
1: <laughs> it's, like, this guy who could do three voices and, like, make sure we get all three of his voices in this movie. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah.
2: So, like, when he leaves, when they start, get in the car. Oh, you're going to take the shortcut? Yeah, okay. And then he goes up the embankment. The, oh, yeah, he drives met. through the wall, yeah. But that actually happened in Connecticut. And they legitimately, the night before, went and cut down a set, of, like, a path in the in the woods so that they could just drive up onto an I-95.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm sure, but just because it happened in life exactly. doesn't, doesn't mean it needs to be in the movie.
2: This is Brock just trying to like get his, like, oh, this happened and it was funny, so let's put it in there.
1: That guy should not have written this movie. That guy should have been, like, an executive producer on this movie who goes and tells his story to a screenwriter who then r- makes it into a fucking movie.
0: You're not wrong. It's inside jokes when I'm on the outside. Um, yes.
1: Yes, that's exactly what it feels like. Shall we button it up? Yeah, let's button it up. Let's put a button on it. I don't know, guys. Does it hold up? What do you think? No. There's, there's, there's. I
0: see why it's a thing in people's vague memory. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds is there being just the Burt (laughs) Reynolds-iest. Yeah. But there's, like, so much unmotivated sexism and racism.
1: It's a hard watch, man. It's a hard Ah, watch.
0: Some of that shit really makes you cringe. Like, was it more enjoyable when it was new i bet uh, does
2: it hold up in 2020 i have to say no yeah
1: tim what do you think
2: yeah i'm gonna have to f- agree you know even even being in cannonball you have to say
1: you're pretty immersed so if, yeah, anyone, I gonna if that, anyone's gonna I,
2: I mean i i appreciate it for the great references and like hilarious one-liners it could have been done much better. I, I was like, I actually still have yet to watch two. I'm not sure if two is any better. Uh, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, I'm guessing like in my head, Cannonball Run 2 is like Caddyshack 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the same thing. Probably. I like and that. I don't think I want to find out. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I have to agree. It's, it's This one really, this one was really rough. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, it's, this one's just not, it's not a movie. This actually feels like probably one of the lazier earth entries in, Hal Needham's filmography there's no story there's no character development you can't even like track where anyone is or what's happening it is literally just let Sammy Davis Jr. S- like riff with Dean Martin they're probably both fucking wasted on camera 80% of the time 80? you're generous yeah well I'm guessing Sammy Davis Jr. was moderately more sober <laughs> and skews the average and, so 60 and 100 is yeah, what you yeah basically yeah mm-hmm. um <laughs> There are some, like, entertaining individual stunts, but they're not in service of anything. Um, and I didn't even think it was that funny, to be honest with you. Dean Martin was the only person in this movie who made me consistently laugh. Dom DeLuise has some great... The very His, like, very first line when he goes into the the shop and says, why are you late? He says, my hamster had an anxiety attack. I was like, oh, I, if the rest of the movie is on that caliber, then we might be okay here. It is not. Hamsters a... are a big responsibility. Even the outtakes aren't very funny. You know, the whole point of the outtakes the end, is yeah. that, like, hey, look at this hilarious off-camera. Even the outtakes didn't no. even make me laugh. So, no,
0: they were just laughing.
1: Yeah. I feel like there are, there are much better versions of what this movie wants to be. If you just want to watch like basically Burt Reynolds be charming and car stunts like go watch smoking the bandit smoking the bandit is good this is yeah. a fucking mess it has its um, same
2: racial issues but it's still pretty good.
1: yes no exactly but it's still like you've got Sally Field in there at least and I mean she's just yeah. marvelous so um,
2: she's an actual character in
1: that movie. yeah yeah and there's a villain and the villain's great like that's a that's a yeah. movie
2: what's our next
0: one
1: I was just thinking about that I'm not sure um we I think it's your I think it's your time to choose one. Is it my honor? Some, yeah, we've had some guests. I picked one and and we've had the guests picking. So I think I think it's probably your turn to pick one. Um, all
0: right, I'm going to pick one right now, oh, live.
1: She's live on the oh, air. Boy. Live on the yeah. recorded recording. Sure.
0: All right, all right, Daily. I know what our next one is.
1: What's that? It's Dick Tracy. That's a great decision. That's the one I wanted you to pick. So, yay, I'm very excited now. Dick Tracy next week. I'm so down oh, for this. Oh, yes. All right. Dick Tracy it is. Um, well hey Tim thanks for uh, thanks for coming on man it's, uh, yeah. it's nice to see you we're family we can probably talk when we're not recording a podcast
2: <laughs> we, we, we've uh, been improving that yeah, our, our zoom, zoom call uh, our zoom call last week was maybe oh the greatest thing God, that's ever happened Jesus. yeah we did a family we, zoom
1: call last week and it was chaotic that just about wraps it up for us uh, thank you for listening uh, we're gonna be back next week with some Dick Tracy action uh, in the meantime stay healthy stay safe stay the fuck at home have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow